Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Also, follow us everywhere on social at DIY Money Podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to check out the video on YouTube. We've got some awesome bonus content there. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. Wait, 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 wait. How about DIY money, 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 money? I didn't think the money, money, money was that bad. <laughs> you really hated on the I DIY know, I didn't money, hate money. On it. You, just, know, you know, when I first said it on, on mic, I was like, oh, that, that was all right. And then I heard it on the recording, and I was like, oh, gosh. Never yeah. again. Well, Never again. It's just, you know, listen. It was... Obviously, we're here with Logan. Daniel's got the got the day off. Uh, he'll be back in the next next episode, and we got a little shuffling around. Obviously, we're doing this because Logan tends to resonate with people since YouTube videos, the metrics, every time Logan's on, the numbers increase. I love, 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 love him. He is so dreamy. And- what can I say? And you've had some very interesting, somewhat inappropriate Instagram comments hey, sliding into your DM. I'll, you know what? I'll take it for the views. <laughs> for the views. Anyways, um, Logan is with us today. Uh, we appreciate you. What am I? What am I doing? I feel like I'm introducing us. Yeah. I don't uh, know. All right. Let's let's keep moving on here. <laughs> Housekeeping odds and ends. Uh, Instagram blowing up. Uh, DIY Money Podcast is basically the now the the blanketed. What do you call it? Tag. You, you, that's Tag that's how you find us all over the place. DIY <laughs> everywhere. Everywhere. Do we have TikTok yet? <laughs> no, we need TikTok. to get one of them. We need to get a TikTok. We need a TikTok. Yeah. We need to get. We need to talk on the tick. Eating a banana or something. Oh, oh, <laughs> okay. I think that's taken. Um. So yeah, hit us up. You know, we're so close to to some milestones on things like YouTube and and Insta and Twitter, and we just. I mean, I'm going to ask a personal favor. Th- this is what helps us expand this and reach new people and help new people. I mean, obviously, we're not promoting products. We're not selling tchotchkes. So if you, I don't care if you have a Twitter account, go get one and then follow us because Twitter, we're really struggling. I mean, we just started that. So that's going to take some time. But, you know, Instagram, uh, the Facebook, we're doing general Facebook, DIY Money Podcast. There's also the tribe. I mean, if you want to go a little bit deeper, we have initiation, so there's some weird things going on. No, I'm just kidding. Well, and on you know Facebook and Instagram and stuff, we're putting a lot of content out on there. We have the Money Minutes coming out pretty much every day, some other content that you, you definitely want to check out. Tell me more about that, Logan. It's amazing. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we got a great question today, and here's what's cool about today's question. Danielle, she's super, super sport. She sent us a video question. So she sent us an awesome audio question, which is what we ask of our audience to do. If you want to get a chance to have the $25 Amazon gift card. Uh, but ultimately, I got her question. I said, hey, would you send this in a video form so that we can actually insert it into the YouTube uh, episode? Yeah. And she was a great sport, and she sent us that. So our first video question. So if you're listening to the audio and you're like, oh, I'd really like to put a face to a name, well, hit up on the YouTube. I also want to throw in something, okay? Rakesh. Episode, I don't know, whatever the number is, it's boom right below. Rakesh sent in a question. It was a great question. 
Uh, we answered the question, whatever. Was a, we had good dialogue. Follow, Rakesh followed up. Thanks so much for answering the question. You know what he said? What did he say? Do not send me $25 Amazon gift card. Take the $25. I want you to donate it to a charity, a church, or something along those lines. So it's $25, but I'm going to tell you something. That $25 can bless someone. I'm not, I'm not saying people need to do this. I mean, if that's, if that's your thing, great. But we're going to take that $25. We're going to do something cool with it. We're going to try to maximize benefit. You know what? I'm going to match $25 with cash. So now we got $50 at least. You in? Yeah, for sure. Boom. I just pulled $25. Now it's 70 Daniel! Daniel's in. $100. We're going $100 on Rakesh, and we're going to do something to bless someone. So stay tuned for that. Let's get to Danielle's question today. Danielle, what do you got? DIY! Hi, DIY Money. This is Danielle from Phoenix, Arizona. My question is regarding uh, college funds. Um, I had my daughter fairly young, so saving may not have been the priority at the time. But now that I'm able to fund larger amounts for her, I'm just wondering the most efficient way to save uh, save up short-term because it'll be about five years until she attends college. Uh, thank you. Okay, first of all, this is a loaded question because there's so many things we could talk about with saving for college. But that being said, I want to give props to Danielle. You know, she mentioned a couple of things, and I and I don't know the backstory, obviously, but she said I had my daughter very young. Um, and now we're five years to college, so we're going to assume what? The, the child may be 13 years mm-hmm. old. Yep. So 13-year-old child, five years to college, and mom is saying, hey, I'm now in a better position. I want to save for college. Now, I don't care what the amount is. I don't care if you have the ability to just offset textbooks or some room and board, or you know, you're know you crushing it out in Phoenix and you have the ability to sock hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's, ir- it's, it's, it's irrespective. It doesn't matter. I just love the fact that a parent wants to say, hey, this is the route we're going to go. Right. So I'm going to approach this two ways. And I'm very interested in what you have to, to say because you're fresh out of, I mean, a couple of years ago out of college, mm-hmm. but um, I want to hear about that. But I would, I would suggest a couple things. First of all, Danielle, I'm a big fan of custodial accounts as opposed to 529s. Now, I have to be careful here because we do a lot with the Dave Ramsey network, right? Mm-hmm. We're a smart vester uh, affiliate as a business, and so they are very big proponents of 529s, which is a college savings plan. And the 529 is just the IRS code, which allows you to save for college, uh, put money in. It grows tax-free if used for college expenses or higher education. Actually, now even uh, with the tax changes, uh, elementary education as well, yep. private education, et cetera, mm-hmm. you can withdraw it tax-free. Now, that's great, sounds great, et cetera, but what if your, uh, did you say daughter? Yeah. Your daughter gets a scholarship, or it's paid for, or doesn't want to go to college, mm-hmm. or wants, whatever it may be. Now, you've got this money in a 529. It's very difficult to get that money out and use that for anything else, and, and then you're subject to the taxes, et cetera, and, and potential penalties, et cetera. So, I'm a fan of custodial accounts. Custodial accounts is an account in your child's name, but you are the custodian until they reach the age at which they then become the um, adult and and actually get the money. Now, they don't get it into their bank account, et cetera. They they can, but they at least get their name on the account. You are no longer over that account as the custodian. In the state of Kentucky, that's 18. There's some different states that have different ages. In the state of Kentucky, that's 18. Now, 
The difficulty with that is if you're nervous about your child, you know, getting this money, then maybe keep it in your name, depending on your tax bracket, et cetera. But what I like about it is it allows you to save, invest for them. If you're smart, and again, you could talk to a tax person or advisor, if you're smart about the investment component, there basically should be no tax. There should be no tax consequences regarding this type of account. Your daughter probably, unless she's you know making a ton of money, isn't really in a tax bracket. Right. So again, you can structure these things such that there's there's no real tax situation. And then when they become an adult and get this money, let's say now you've been invested in index funds or what have you, and they sell, depending on their income level at that moment, there might be not no tax as well. So again, right. you're kind of getting that tax benefit, but it can be used to um, buy a house. It can be used to you know, fund something else other than education, et cetera. There's a, there's a plethora of things that it can be used for. Now, that's the first thing I would say. And, and again, if that's your goal in the next five years, this is a little bit different than our usual five-year rule. Three to five years, if you're saving for something, we're kind of like, you know what? Don't invest in the market. I'm a fan of this particular situation of investing for this education. I, I'm a fan of that for sure. Why would you say the difference? Because yeah. we do say that a lot. That's... Yeah. Well, she's going to be dollar cost averaging. She's not going to take a lump sum. Um, and let's say that, and this gets a little particular, but let's say that you know markets are terrible and this is all down when she's ready to use it. You could then buy yourself another four or five years, depending on how long she's in school, do a loan of some sort, mm, mm-hmm. let the market recover. We're getting a little tricky here, but that's the way I'm thinking about it for my son. My son's 14. He's built up a pretty decent amount of money in this particular custodial account. He's four years from school. He entered his freshman mm-hmm. year. He's four years from school. I'm not changing any strategy. Still 100% stocks. That could bite me. Okay, That could bite me. But my thought is, if we enter college and all of a sudden this stuff is getting whacked, I've got another four years or more and I could go the loan route if I wanted. I could, yeah. I could buy some time. I'm getting a little cute there, but I could buy some time there, right? Ultimately, the most important thing, and I'll leave it to this, and then I want to hear what Logan has to say. Take this opportunity, Danielle, to start educating your daughter about finances, about borrowing, about cost of education. Really spend this time to educate her about this big picture stuff. You know, in the car throw on DIY money, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, show her Logan on YouTube. Yeah. No, whatever it may be. Any 13-year-old girl is going to love Logan. But anyways, you know, whatever the case is, start educating her about this. The more educated she is, then when it comes to college, she will be thinking not only in terms of where to go and the campus and all the rest of that, she'll be thinking in terms of finances and that's a seed that will certainly bear fruit in the future. Logan, what say you? Well, we're going to have to start censoring you on what you can say about, <laughs> about me on YouTube. This is a really good topic that I've actually started talking about with my parents right now. So my parents set up 529 plans um, a long time ago and started investing money and putting it towards my college education, which was amazing. It was awesome to have money there. When I went to school, I was lucky enough to get an academic scholarship that paid for my tuition. And then for three years out of my four, I was an RA on campus. So as a resident advisor, we got our room and board paid for as long as well as like food and things like that. So essentially, I was going to college for relatively free. And when I graduated, and now what we're talking about is there's still a good portion of money sitting there in that 529 plan. And now we don't know what to do with it. Mm. 
Because if you pull that money out of the 529, you have to pay income tax on it, on the earned amount, not just your contribution. Contribution you can take out, but the earned amount you have to pay income tax on, as well as a 10% penalty on top of it. So we're really trying to navigate that and figure out what you can do. Now, you can roll it over to another kid. So my brother is currently at the university. So we're thinking, hey, maybe we put that money over into his account. But at the same time, they're like, hey, maybe we want to help you out with buying a house and you know, helping getting a down payment, something like that with that 529 money. So I think going the route that you're talking about with the education piece as, as well as a joint account where that money is easily accessible for either the beneficiary or yourself, if you're like, hey, you know, maybe we can use this money now for something else because our student got a scholarship or something like that. I think it's it's a really interesting way to go because 529 seem to lock up the money because there's so many different things that can happen, whether they don't go to school or they get a good scholarship, things like that. I'm in agreement uh, wholeheartedly. I didn't know that story about your situation. That's fascinating. So you're living through uh, what we kind of caution folks about a lot. Exactly. And the situation, you're right. So this could be rolled to, you know, 529, you can change it. It could go to your parents. I mean, let's say... Mom or dad wanted to get, you know, a second career and go back to school. I mean, you could you could put your mom or dad on that. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, it can be passed on. And then one day, if you have children, it could go to them. I mean, there's a there's a variety of things. But at some point, it needs to be used for education. Right. And so the difficulty is, is that if that's not the desire, if that's not, you know, the, the, the means that needs to have happen because of scholarships or nobody's going then income tax and 10% penalty can be substantial. I love the flexibility in custodial accounts. It's why, again, historically, we had children. And back in the day as a broker, you know, we were told, oh, you meet a young family with kids, sell them insurance and sell them 529, sell them whole life insurance and sell them 529 plans. Boom. And that was the pitch. Like, and and so we had kids and my wife said, hey, what, what do we need to do for our children? I said, we probably need to buy some whole life insurance and some 529 plans. And I was like, wait a second. Like, I want to research this now for mm-hmm. my kids, and that's why I landed on custodial accounts. Now, what could backfire? My son's 14. I think at least this time, the trajectory is solid, right? He's got his head on his shoulders, learning about finance. He's working, saving money himself. Uh, and so ultimately, I'm not concerned about him at 18 taking a bunch of money and blowing it. That, however, could change, and I have had to kind of understand that. If I would have seen any remnants of this along the way, 12, 13, even now 14 or 15, and and things are starting to change, well, then those contributions would slow or stop altogether. So again, that's something you have to consider, but ultimately, Danielle, I think you you explore the custodial accounts. I love the, or or even a joint account, depending on your tax situation, as Logan said, a joint account or just in your name earmarked for college, that kind of stuff. Um, And then ultimately, the education piece is huge. So uh, bravo for you for sending in a question. Anything else to add, Logan? Thank you for the video question. Yeah, the video question. Yeah, she's now a YouTube superstar. So there you go on, uh, you can check that out on DIY Money on the YouTube channel. All right, friends, listen, the secret to success is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one.
Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decisions, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed. 